Hey everyone, welcome back to Allie's Corner this week. And this week we're going to finish our conversation about Steve Harrington and his communication. Um, we're going to jump right into season four, right? So season three, he's actually, we're going to go into season three and we're going to talk about season three and season four. So season three, they're at the mall, right? So Scoops Ahoy, um, he's working with Robin. He's has like this whole new friend group. Um, he's not the same Steve that he was in season one and season two, um, he's working with the kids a lot more. Dustin's at his camp. Um, one of our first scenes where we see Steve, he's in scoops, right? Um, he's working with Robin and she has the you rule you suck board. Um, he's got a lot of checks on the you suck side. So Robin is not seeing him as like, uh, oh my God, you're amazing. She kind of sees him as, oh my God, I fucking can't stand you and you're sucking at a lot of things so they start building their relationship as he's working at scoops and then dustin comes back and dustin sees robin and goes is he here and she's like who are you talking about and then steve comes up and goes henderson and then they start you know um lightsaber battling and it's fun it's kitschy and then they're brought into the whole russian thing um Steve is very reserved at this point. Like, he's really open around people like Dustin. Um, really like, hey, this is what it is. They bring Erica in. Um, but he's not really open around people his own age. Like, if you could tell, he's not very truthful. He doesn't confess his, like, his feelings for Robin. Um, he is very shut down after that whole Nancy thing in the beginning of season two where Nancy calls him bullshit. So like, and she's super drunk. So she didn't mean a lot of that stuff. She didn't communicate very well. She also has parents that are very fucking off. Um, Karen is trying to cheat on Ted. Like Nancy's family dynamic is shit too. So Nancy doesn't have really great role models to kind of go up with. Nancy and Jonathan are still together. And we have that whole deal. Nancy is still, you know, grieving over the loss of Barb. So we still have all of that. Um, but we also have Steve not communicating unless it's with people younger than him. He doesn't really have friends his own age. Um, he doesn't really communicate with Nancy. He doesn't really hang out with her unless it's through things from the upside down. He's really in his own world. He doesn't have a friend group anymore. He is literally off on his own. Um, we have, you know, Billy working as a lifeguard, um, we, we, you know, we have that whole dynamic is being changed. We have Max entering to the group full time. We have all of that happening. Um, so their dynamic is changing. That's why it's stranger things because the older you get, the further you go apart from people. Um, so he's working right during the summertime and he's working with Robin, but he also likes her and he doesn't really tell her. Henderson brings up, hey, I've got rushing going on. I don't know what the hell's going on. They bring Erica in. Um, and then they go down into the elevator. Um, Steve gets knocked down, right? So we have that. Then Erica and Dustin are in there with Steve and Robin. 
because uh, Robin was the one to decipher. Robin's really, fu like, really fucking smart. She's in band. Like, she's got a lot going on. We don't know a lot about her fi family dynamic. We don't find out a lot about her until they truth serum her, right? So there, there's a lot going on. But he's not talking to people. He's not communicating how he feels. He's not communicating what's going on in his head. He's keeping everything kind of internal and just ex communicating what they're talking about in conversation. Things about the upside down. Things about the Russians. Like, it's just not going well he's also flirting with women um he's flirting with a lot of women he's trying to get another date and it's falling flat like it's not landing where he wants it to fucking land so he's robin's marking it off on the suck board so he's like yep see nancy said i was bullshit and he's validating all of those responses by going see i'm bullshit i can't land a date i can't do it mm -mm, i can't do it so i think he's really at this point in the season he's like kicking himself doing all of that right so then they go in the elevator um they sneak down erica and dustin sneak away robin and steve get captured right um mind you this is all high level because it's based on communication and then they get truth served so they get injected with shit um after steve gets beat the shit out of him so mind you this man has already had concussion after concussion season one season two there's two we know of two that we know of we don't know if he's had concussions previous um from his relationship with his dad we don't know what he's what trauma he's gone through prior to season one um we know he's gone through trauma because we know that he doesn't communicate in season one he doesn't communicate very well in season two we, he we know he has depression we know he has anxiety um we know he's taught to be a man's man like we we know that and we can infer that by the things we watch and the things that we watch him do um we also know that he's very insecure He's not, a, he's not very secure in his body. He's a teenage boy. We get that. Um, but he's not very secure in his own body. He's not secure getting into adulthood. Um, he doesn't have his parents around. He's usually home by himself. He doesn't have any siblings. Doesn't have really any friends after Tommy and Carol have left. Um, after, you know, Billy has kind of taken them away. Billy has taken that alpha status where Billy is now the king of the school and they're in the summertime of this now. So as he's getting his third concussion by the Russians, Robin thinks he's fucking dead, right? So Robin and him are tied to chairs. Um, he's gotten beat the fuck out of that his head's just hanging and he's bleeding profusely from his face. His face is really fucking swollen. Um, he's got another concussion. He's kind of going through that where it's like, hey, she gets them, um, knocks them over to the side because they're trying to get out and they can't go any further. They then kind of get brought back up and then they get truth sermed, right? So they get injected uh, with all of this, the, the serum from the Russians and then they get told to brought the truth. They manage to get out. Dustin and Erica rescued them. They get up to the bathroom, right? They manage to get out. They get up to the bathroom. Um, when they get up to the bathroom, uh, <laughs> they ask each other if they're dead. No, no, we're good. We're good. Um, and then Steve confesses that he loves Robin because he's truth served, right? So he wouldn't confess in any other circumstances. This man's got a concussion, almost died, has been truth served to tell the truth and be super fucking honest. Uh, he's gone through another bit of trauma, right? So he's being tortured for truth that he has no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, so him and Robin have a trauma bond at this point. 
they talk about how, like, Robin was very jealous of Steve, um, and jealous of what happened when, you know, Tammy Thompson gets bagels, crumbs everywhere, and then Steve confesses he loves her. And then he asks Robin if she died or if she's okay. And she's like, no, I'm just thinking. Um, and then he scoots over to talk to her. And she's like, I don't feel the same about you. Um, she's like, I love you, but I don't feel the same. It's more of a platonic love. And he goes, what do you mean? You said you were jealous. Jealous of Tammy. And she goes, no, I was more jealous of you getting to talk to Tammy Thompson. And then she confesses to him that she's, a, you know, gay. She's a lesbian. Um... And then he goes, yeah, but Tammy Thompson's dead. Like, she can't sing. She sounds like a Muppet. And they start joking um, and having, like, this fun conversation. Because now they have something in common, right? They can talk about women. They can have that conversation. They, they have something to bond over. And now they're extremely really good friends. They have trauma bonded together because they've gone through a traumatic situation together. Um, they both got tortured. He got the shit beat out of him. They got truth served together. He confessed his love. And she's like, no, I love you, but it's not the love you're wanting. Um, but now he's been told that he's loved. And he's never had a love that's along the same lines or same kind of friendship lines. It's always been, I'll love you if you give me this. Or I'll love you if you have money. Or I'll love you if you do this or you do that. And now she's giving unconditional love because she loves him as a friend. And they have this trauma bond. Um... They get through season four. We we know how, se or they get through season three. We know how season three ends. Um, they're now in season four. Steve has graduated. Robin's still in school. <laughs> uh, him and Robin are really good friends, right? So they're now, we know at the end of season three, they both applied to the video store and Robin gets him the job with Keith. Keith is a fucking dick and does not like him. Steve at all calls him Harrington um Steve does not like to be referred to by his last name he doesn't he sees that as you're referring to me as my dad um so they they're kind of like okay how how do we go about doing this how do we have that interaction um how do we go about getting all of this done so Robin convinces Steve or convinces Keith to keep Steve on. That's the end of season three. Beginning of season four, Steve is picking up Robin. They're going to the pep rally. Um, we get introduced to Eddie. I'm going to do another video on Eddie. He's going to be a whole video by himself. But we get introduced to Eddie. We get introduced to Hellfire because um, we weren't introduced to them. Um, we then see the continuation of, you know, the characters like Mike and Dustin and Erica and Nancy and Jonathan, um, Jonathan and Will and Eleven or Jane is now living in California, um, after all of the things that have happened at Star Court Mall, um, where it's a fire that took it out. Um, realistically, they got rid of the portal, right? That was in the basement from the Russians. Hopper is assumed dead, um, but realistically, he's on the Russian side. Like, there's a lot, a lot that has gone down. Joyce is over there. Murray is doing his own thing. 
Um, we've had Alexi that has, you know, been killed. So we have a lot of change. Billy is gone. Max is in a fucking, like, depression. Um, her and Lucas are no longer together. She's not really part of that group. Like, they're still friends with her, but she's, like, trying to distance herself from them because she's gone through a traumatic event. She literally watched her brother sacrifice himself for her and Elle and, like, that group. So she has that trauma. Uh, Neil left them, so they became, like, almost became homeless. Their mom has moved into the trailer. She lives across from Eddie, which is another significant piece of this. Like, we're going to get into a lot of season four. I want to kind of break it through and go through a lot of, um, I want to talk about a mental health as well and kind of go through that. So Steve is driving Robin to the pep rally. Um, they're talking about Vicky, right? Robin has this crush on this girl, Vicky, who's also in band and he's trying to give her advice about how to talk to her. And she's like, well, he's like, well, you know, Vicky returned fast times at Richmond high paused at three minutes and 53 seconds. You know who pauses? People, you know, know which people pause, you know, fast times at three minutes and 53 seconds. People like boobies, Robin. Boobies. She's like, oh, God, can you not say that? Um, he's trying to communicate and bond still. Like, they're still bonding over both liking women. Um, and she's like, who did you do well with that? And he's like, Heather, Heather. Like, he's mentioning the people that he's dating. None of his dates are working. He's not communicating effectively. He's trying to date to get a relationship. This man has just, he's 19, right? So he's just out of high school. Um, he's trying to make a life for himself. He's not, his parents have, like, cut him off. He's working, working hard. So he had Star Court. So he's working at Scoops. Um, he's now working at Family Video. So he's working at a video store with his friends as normal teenagers would. He doesn't really, like, if he wanted to, he didn't get into college because um, he thinks he's stupid, bullshit, all of that stuff. So it's still lingering because his dad has this high expectation of him. Nancy had these high expectations of him. He loved Nancy with all of his heart. He's still reeling from that and he hasn't really grieved that process and he hasn't really communicated that either. They haven't really talked about it um, prior to season four. So he's going on these random ass dates <laughs> where it, it's meaningless to him. He's not really clicking with any of these women that he's going on dates with or any of these girls. And with doing that, he's just kind of throwing himself in there, expending energy, and it's just like, oh, what am I doing? What the fuck is happening? Um, so when you do that and you're not communicating or you're not working on why you're communicating this, his depression is getting worse, his anxiety is getting worse, and his suicidal tendencies tend to get worse with it as well because he almost died again. Like he was trying to sacrifice himself in season three as well, and it will come up again this in season four. Um, he has a self-sacrificing hero mentality, but it's like suicidal tendencies. Um, and there's parallels in this season for suicidal tendencies when it comes to what happens later on in this season and mental health struggles and things of that nature and where, where all of that happens when a lot of the citizens of Hawkins don't even know the upside down exists. So you have all of that kind of lingered in. Um, then we kind of jump forward We meet Chrissy. Max is in therapy. Chrissy's in therapy with the same therapist. You know, Vecna is going to start taking over and all of that. Well, Dustin, because they need a replacement for Hellfire. Lucas can't play in Hellfire. Dustin calls Steve and goes, hey, 
can you come and, you know, sub in for Hellfire? Steve's like, with Eddie the Freak Munson? No way, dude. Um, he's like, plus I got a date tonight, so no. He's like, you can give up your, like, Dustin's like, dude, you can give up your date. He's like, I got a customer, I gotta call you back. And he hangs up the phone. Dustin's like, I'm at school, bro. Like, you can't, like, so he doesn't really communicate. He's really not communicating really well with Dustin either. Like, after the snowball event, after all of that, like, he's stopped communicating even with people in his own like younger that he had really close relationship with and treated Dustin like a brother right Dustin doesn't have any siblings either but he treated Dustin like a brother and he's not really communicating with that as well like they're growing further and further apart um he's just seen as like the babysitter of the kids and ways to get the kids around at this point but he, it's they're not as close as they used to be they're not as tight-knit him and Dustin are not as close as they used to be um so with that being said like he doesn't like Eddie <laughs> can't stand Eddie. Um, he's jealous of Eddie and he feels like there's a rift between him and Dustin because of that relationship with Dustin and Eddie. So he doesn't communicate as well with Dustin anymore. And I think that he feels a lot more lonely because he doesn't have a lot of friends. Mike has hated him from the beginning. So when you have all of that and you have people that don't really kind of move well together, but Lucas, Lucas has like loved Steve, um, done the basketball thing. You have Lucas kind of latching more onto Steve because Steve was in the basketball was a basketball player um you have Dustin really kind of going or Luke is really kind of going and Steve really wanting to help him so Steve is going to kind of go and go to the basketball game make sure Lucas is done so Lucas and him have gotten closer but Dustin who he saw as a little brother is now kind of flurrying away from him is kind of scaring the shit out of him and it's making his depression his loneliness his anxiety kind of skyrocket because he doesn't know how to deal with any of this mental health he doesn't have anybody to talk to he won't talk to Robin about it um he doesn't communicate that with her and we don't see any of that communication with her. He doesn't talk to her about how suicidal he is, how lonely he is, how depressed he is. Like he doesn't talk about it. He talks about surface level shit, relationships, how I can't get a date, bullshit. Um, he talks about relationships with her. That's what they bonded over. They bonded over who can we date? Teenager bullshit. That is not deep. It's not level. It's not, hey, I need to be in the mud with you for a minute. Can you kind of sit here? Or I need to be in the mud for a minute. And I need to kind of feel my feelings. He doesn't do that. He doesn't sit in his feelings. He kind of just brushes them aside and moves forward, which leads to idea uh, suicidal ideations. It leads to all of this stuff and why he wants to be the hero right? So he has that hero complex um, where he wants to try to save everyone, even if it means hurting himself. And so we see him at the game. He goes with Heather or whoever her name is. Um, I don't see it as important because he literally dates her. And then she takes a dig at him. She goes, oh, doesn't it? Isn't it lovely that they win? Isn't it? Doesn't it make you feel sad that they win after you graduate? He's like, yeah. And he kind of like stink eyes her and then rolls his eyes because he doesn't. He's like, mm, I don't even know why I went out with you. <laughs> like, he's like, this is bullshit. Like... He's like, I feel so lost. I feel so lonely. Like, I don't even know what the fuck we did. Um, so he, that's not even a meaningful date for him. He's just there to support Lucas and ended up going on a date with a girl. So I think at that point, he's just kind of over it. Uh, he's more interested in what's happening between Robin and Vicky and what happened with that. Um, and then the next day, right? So we have the whole scene with Eddie and Chrissy. Uh, you have the whole like before all of that happened we had the whole like forest scene 
And then we have the whole scene after um, where Eddie and Chrissy are in Eddie's trailer. Um, and then they hear Dustin hears on the radio that Eddie's wanted for or that somebody at the park is wanted for murder. And Max tells Dustin, hey, it's Eddie's trailer. Chrissy was found dead. So Dustin's like, Eddie wouldn't do that. What the f Like Dustin's going to defend him. They go to family video, um, ask if they were anywhere, like Eddie would have hidden out, like trying to find addresses of people that would have known Eddie or phone numbers and like use their computer system and stuff like that and use the phone lines, um, which makes sense. Like, especially for internet back in 86 makes total sense. Like most homes would not have had it. Um, so you would have wanted to go to a place of business that would have had a few phone lines, especially for dial up internet. So Dustin did the right thing. Dustin decided to go to family video, ask Steve and Robin for help. Robin was definitely wanting to help more than Steve was. Steve was like, mm, maybe he is a murderer. Maybe you don't know him as well as you thought you did. Mm, he's loud, boisterous, and he's kind of an asshole. Because Steve's jealousy is poking through. Like, Steve does not like Eddie in the fucking least because he doesn't know Eddie. Um, Steve only knows what Eddie shows and Eddie's another character that has a lot of flaws as well. And I think like going forward and talking about it in another episode, you'll see that. Eddie and Steve are kind of two sides of the same coin, um, where you have Steve who's rich, lonely, and has a lot of that anxiety. Eddie, even though he has friends that surround him, is that reverse side of that coin where he's got that depression, anxiety, and nobody really understands him because of the way that he presents himself to the world. And I think that's the other piece of it. Even though Steve has a lot of the stuff, but he doesn't get what he needs emotionally, Eddie may get his emotional needs met, but society shuns him based on everything. So him and Steve can relate a lot more. Dustin is like, you're only jealous of him. Like Dustin tells Steve, you're jealous of him. He's like, I'm not jealous of him. Why would I be jealous of Eddie? Um, and then they go to find him and he's like, oh yeah, Steve, you're going to poke around with an oar. And then he hits Eddie with the oar and then Eddie holds the bo broken bottle to his throat and Dustin has to talk him down. Uh, Steve can't, doesn't communicate at that point. Steve is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we swear on Dustin's mother. Like Steve puts his hand up at that point. Um, and he doesn't do anything. He's just literally the chauffeur at this point. Uh, trying to get Dustin to prove that Eddie is innocent, right? So, and Steve isn't voicing, after all of that, Steve doesn't voice his opinion. Um, Steve just kind of lets Dustin take over and control that situation. Um, and then he fights with Dustin about which, like, way a lot of things go, right? So, we have Dustin talking Eddie down. They get the story from Eddie. Um, Steve's just kind of there in the background. Then they go and get snacks, for Eddie, right? So then they're going back and Eddie's not there because Patrick has been in the water. Um, now they get to find out where Patrick, where he's at. Eddie finally gets a hold of them over the mic going, hey, I'm at Skull Rock. And then Dustin goes, hey, it's the Skull Rock's this way. And Steve's like, no, no, Skull Rock's this way. And they're like, no, 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 because the compass, right? So uh, him and Steve fight over that. And then Steve's like, you're a butthead. And, and Eddie agrees with Steve. And Steve's like, why the fuck are you agreeing with me? So Steve's kind of a little thrown off um, that Eddie's agreeing with him. And then they're asking, uh, so Steve, uh, or Eddie asks, is Dustin has been like affected? And 
Um, Steve goes, no, he's just crazy <laughs> when he gets like this. And then they talk about like magnetic fields and all of that stuff. And then they have to go out on the lake. Uh, so it's the four older kids. So you have Steve, Nancy, Eddie, and Robin that go out and leave all the younger kids back and they get mad. Um, and then Dustin makes a comment that Steve's chest has gotten really hairy because Steve strips off his shirt. And then he rip, like whips his shirt at Eddie, um, the yellow sweater he was wearing. And then Eddie gives him the flashlight because Steve is like, I'm going to go down. I was swim captain so I can hold my breath longer. He's self-sacrificing, knowing there's a fucking portal to the upside down in the water, knowing he probably won't come back, knowing he'll probably die and doesn't care. Um, he would rather sacrifice himself than be around people. Like, he's very self-sacrificial um, because he want, he doesn't want to be there anymore. He doesn't want to be in his life. He has so much pain that he doesn't want to be alive. So I think that's another piece of where he's like, hey, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Jumps in, goes in. Demo Bat-Tail grabs his throat, drags him into the Upside Down. The poor guy gets, like, bit and slashed. Um, Nancy jumps in first to save him, and then Robin, and then Eddie. Eddie's like, I don't fuck, I'm gonna do this. Fuck, 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 son of a bitch. Oh my god, what are we doing? Gets down there. They save him. Now, Steve has got scratches up his back because he was dragged because his poor man was shirtless and shoeless. He has only had pants on. Um, and he has Demo Bat-Bites around his, like, sides and his back. And then he's got a nice mark around his neck, which looks like a rope mark. Because um, the tail of the demo bat is like that strong, it's almost rope-like, so it looks like he hung himself. So we're at that point. Steve at that point still is not communicating very well. He's not talking to Nancy very well. Like Nancy ties him up and all of that stuff. Um, he's not talking to Nancy very well. He's not talking to Robin very well. Uh, Robin thinks he has rabies. Like it's uh, Robin's panicking. So Nancy and Robin talk. Eddie and Steve start talking. Their relationships gets a little bit. It, they become more friends um, because they realize they have stuff in common and their mental status or their mental health is kind of more of a similar guideline. Um, and then, uh, Eddie talks about how he should try again with Nancy and you don't see the way that she looks at you. Uh, I would try again with her. She really likes you and she was the first one to jump in. She didn't even wait a second. Like he's trying to boost Steve's confidence because he can see that Steve is very fucking insecure. Um, so he, Eddie, Steve's got Eddie's vest on at this point. They go back to the surface and they're thinking about their next steps. Nancy is the badass one that kind of is like, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. She's kind of the leader. Um, but as they're like, as they were heading back, like Vecna takes over her and he's trying to wake Nancy up right? So they're trying to find music. They can't find the right type of music. Nancy comes out of it because Vecna's not going to kill her at that point. Vecna just wants to like be like, here, have some fun because he knows he's not going to be able to kill Nancy because she's not that insecure. Um, he has more of a chance of killing Steve than he does have killing Nancy from insecurities. But that wasn't his plan. His plan was to get to Max, Patrick, Chrissy, and Fred. Um, so you have all of that. 
Then we have all of them getting together, even like Max, right? So they go back into the upside down, the four of them, the other four are outside or the other ones, the younger kids stay back. Nancy and Dustin's with Eddie, um, but Nancy, Robin, Steve go off together while Eddie and Dustin stay back as bait. Um, Eddie and Steve have communicated pretty silently that they're both sacrificial people and they will sacrifice their lives for anybody. Um, so you have that silent communication from them. And then we kind of flash forward, right? So, you know, Eddie's that scene, all of that stuff happens. Um, the bat scene, all of that. You have the Vecna falling out the window, which is a nod to Halloween. Uh, he falls out the window on flames, gets back up and he disappears. That is a nod to Halloween, which we greatly appreciate. John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, he is very Michael Myers-esque, which is amazing. I love horror movies, so, like, that is a... Love that. Um, and then we're back in the real world. Like, two days after all of that stuff has happened, Steve still has the mark very apparent around his neck. So people in Hawkins are going to be talking about how... Steve is probably trying to hang himself. Um, I don't know how he's like up and about walking around. Like Steve also probably didn't get medical attention. Like he went straight from being bit and attacked and all of that stuff. He's probably like patching up his own wounds and they're probably going to get infected um, to like having that around his neck. So people are probably talking. Um, his parents have probably found out or they sold the house. Like, he doesn't communicate at all. Like, he does not talk to people at all. Um, he tries to rectify with Nancy at the end of season four and, like, hint that he wants something with her. But she's like, I'm happy with Jonathan and we're going to try again. And he's like, great. Fuck. Because he hasn't moved on from her. Like, he has not moved on from Nancy. Um... He doesn't, like I said, he doesn't talk about his feelings. He doesn't talk about what's going on internally. So when it comes down to, like, how he expresses himself, he's going to express himself by starting to self-sacrifice, and he doesn't feel that he's worthy of being here. So he doesn't want to be alive at this point. Like, that's why he tries to go and, like, jump headfirst into the upside down. Because he's like, mm, if I die, I die. Um, so I think that's where a lot of people don't realize that Steve as a character is, like... Depression, anxiety with suicidal ideations rolled into one and nobody realizes how lonely this man is because he doesn't talk. Um, he's struggling with so hard with mental health that his communication, he doesn't communicate effectively, doesn't communicate very well, doesn't talk about what's going on. He keeps everything really internally. But I also think that's because within his younger years of growing up, and this is just speculation because we haven't heard anything from the Duffers um, concerning Steve's past. Um, but I think from his younger years, from the ages of one to five, which is the most impactful years of growing up, he didn't have that communication. I don't think his parents were there. I think he was raised by a nanny um, at this point. And with that, he didn't have ways of expressing himself. And when he did, he was probably reprimanded for expressing his feelings, for expressing how he felt. So he had to internalize a lot of that. And when you internalize a lot of that, you grow up with having trauma 
trauma. That man has some sort of PTSD outside of the upside down. He has PTSD when it comes to expressing himself. So he keeps everything internalized. And when you keep everything internalized, you're just going to hurt yourself even more. Um, whether it's not talking about it, whether it's keeping everything bottled up or it's self-harming. And he has a habit of doing that and has a habit of like, hey, let me go and like hook up with random people. Um, hook up with like a bunch of different randos like he even says at one point in season four if him and Robin could like merge into one person they would be the perfect person and he doesn't want to be in his own body anymore um, he doesn't want to be there he doesn't feel that he's worthy of having what he has um, including the friendships that he has like Robin is probably the only person he really confides in and she only knows a lot of like the surface level stuff she doesn't know a lot of the deep down painful stuff he might be going through because he doesn't want to communicate he doesn't want to feel like a burden to people and that is a sign of so much complex trauma that he needs a lot of therapy for and back in the 80s you wouldn't be going through therapy because it was a suck it up buttercup and just kind of move forward and deal with it on your own or you don't talk about it mental health was not a thing that they talked about in the 80s and I think that has come a long way if he was an adult if he grew up to be an adult outside of that and had his own children he would be forcing trauma onto them without realizing he was forcing trauma onto them and I think it comes a long way for him knowing that he's not in the greatest of headspace like he knows he's not in the greatest of headspace and he knows that he wants to not be here anymore and he still acts like I'm happy I'm this is great but he's not like he probably doesn't sleep um he's had a lot of concussions like by the end of season four He's had probably more concussions than we can count. Um, so he's probably got some brain damage that's happened. He's probably got some vision, like a lot of vision issues, um, coming in with maybe hearing issues or memory issues at that point. So he has some disabilities that are probably not going to help him in the long term. And I think, you know, if he had friends that he could really confide in or even people he could talk to, it would have, it would lead down a different path. Um, we don't know what's happening for season five, so we don't know how his arc is going to continue or if he is going to have a continuing arc or if that character is going to be killed off. We don't know. Um, so we don't know how it's going to happen, but we do know that, like, as of the end of season four, it's not, he's not in a great headspace. Like, he's not he's very depressed his anxiety is very there and apparent um he's got worse anxiety now than he's ever had um it's just festering inside of him so that's the end of this episode of Ali's Corner um let me know I'm gonna put it um down in the comments on YouTube and Spotify I will do a poll of what character um, y'all want next let me know leave comments uh, you can leave it on ellie.corner on instagram or on twitter um, even on tiktok when i when we do post it of what characters you want to see next but i hope y'all have a great rest of your week and until then i will see you next time